lead supply with a referral base leaves you with options and you get to pick your clients and you get to go after your specific clients and you get to be more and more precise and more picky, which means you can raise your value in the marketplace you're in. How about let's do that? Hello and welcome. This is Brian Delaney with Unlock Potential, where we get together with top experts in their field who have simple, profound advice to help you and I live better lives, to be able to be more fit to serve the people around us and answer that question, the question that nags within all of us, how good can I be and how great can I make it for people around me? Welcome to Unlock Potential. My name's Brian Delaney. Today, we're gonna take some time and go over the podcast that I got to do with Casey Watkins, entrepreneur, leader of many, multiplier of great outcomes for people, and, uh, and just really break down some of the gold that he had to give away so that you can apply that in your life and get to the next level. I was always wired for time. I want more time. And that meant that I had to figure out how to make a lot of money because in order to buy my time, that meant that I needed to scale and duplicate myself. And so um, that was the focus. And I think that is a trap that a lot of entrepreneurs get into as they start trying to look the part when they should be trying to scale their business. And if you're focused on time, it'll force you to scale your business. If you're focused on money, you're gonna keep chasing the money and you're gonna keep chasing the Porsches and the things that look like you have money. And it may mean that you have money at some point, but don't let that stuff get in your way. Casey is one of my favorite people to talk to as a result of just his very simple way of putting things. I, I love to say that he's uh, as dumb as a fox, right? He's, this guy has puts things so simply uh, that even I early on when I first uh, met him could completely understand and grab onto what he said. And for me, this was a big focus. I came uh, into the kind of the second chapter of my career coming out of construction, going into uh, sales and building uh, a business in the financial services, the fintech industry. Um, and I came out knowing that and knowing what a lot of you know intuitively that it's probably just not financial success. Like if you check that financial success box, that might be a big deal early on and having more and getting more toys and having more money and buying a bigger house. That might do well for a while. But as far as overall happiness, what I found was when I had a lot of money and not a lot of time, I was miserable. And what I saw was if I could build something, whether it's a career or a business that allows me that time, then whatever success I could have, I could share it with more people. It wasn't just being a hero at work and a zero at home. It was about being able to bring people into that success and share it with the people I cared about the most. It's like a big deal for me is to be able to take people, is to be able to go out and eat with the people I love at places I love, enjoy whatever food I want. I was at a restaurant the other night and I was able to share, uh, share a meal with uh, six members of my team. There were no prices on the menu, not even market price. It doesn't say market price, it, no prices on the menu whatsoever, right? I love places like that. That way people can, they don't know what something costs, they just know what it's worth to them, right? And so when I uh, started building my business, 
I've realized I had learned from a lot of mistakes before, 10 years of working 70 to 80 hours a week, 10 years of making money that cost me too much, uh, finally was in a position where I was like, I've got to do this the smart way. I need to have relationships. Uh, I need to have my most important relationships. I need to have that prioritized. I need to be able to prioritize physical health. I need to prioritize. I love going on vacation, seeing new places. I need to be able to prioritize that. Um, so how can I become successful enough where I can have that without having to be attached to my work all the time? And um, when we start to put not money as a primary, but money up to the point of security as primary, but past that point, we look at time as primary. How much time can how much of my time can I get back without my career, my income, uh, my business taking a big hit? How can I do that? Like, what's, what's the secret to that? And the secret has always been the same. It's always leverage. It's what can I do once in order to get paid over and over and over again for it? And who can I have in my corner who's going to be able to do the work that frees me up to do the higher, the higher dollar an hour work, right? Because if I want to make, let's say you want to make $30 an hour, right? Can you consistently do $15 an hour work and make $30 an hour? No, you're eventually going to make $15 an hour, $15 an hour, right? If let's say I want to, let's say a surgeon, right? Spends all his time instead of in the operating room, he spends it in his office uh, organizing, right? The question is, is he going to get paid more like a surgeon or more like an organizer? He's going to get paid more like an organizer because he's not doing surgeries, so what does he need? He needs leverage. Obviously, he needs to be organized. Otherwise, he cuts off the wrong foot or does something else terrible that we found because he doesn't have that person in his corner. But every single time, let's say the surgeon's worth uh, $100 an hour at the low end, right? They're probably worth like seven, $800 an hour. They get billed out at $10,000 an hour or whatever it is. But let's say it's $100 an hour. Well, if he's doing $20 an hour work, right? then there's an, 80, there's an $80 value spread that he's just giving away, right? He, because he's not doing the $100 an hour work. Now, there are people out here who are growing through their career who they may be in the beginning of their career or they might just have different goals than you who would love to be doing that work for you because they, they want to get paid that money and that's what they're geared up for and that's the work that they love. Go find those people. Have them work for you. I have incredible uh, members of my executive team. These are incredible employees who care deeply for me. I care deeply for them. And we get a lot of work done together. I just can't do their job. I have to do my job. I have to do my job. So I'm going to be an assistant until I have an assistant. I'm going to be a janitor until I have a janitor. I'm going to be everything from the janitor to the CEO until I have those uh, points in there. But I, what I know is I can't ever get my time back if what I'm doing is $15 an hour work, hoping for a $100 an hour result, I've got to have that $100 an hour work getting done by me in the beginning, having somebody help me with the $15 an hour work and knowing that $15 an hour work is just going to get done on a very consistent pace because that's what this person's job is and they love their job and they want to get paid for it and they want the opportunity for advancement. One of the things that I'll tell you is as you're gaining leverage, don't hire anybody into your company if you don't see that they have an opportunity to advance within your company. 
hire them for advancement within your company. Otherwise, you'll have somebody who holds you back because while they might meet the needs of your company now, they won't in three months from now as long as you're a growing company because they need to be able to grow with it. So if you don't see the possibility for that person growing with your company, don't do that to them because they're not probably not looking for a short-term contract position. If they are, that's great, but in all the other situations, because as that person grows in your company and they move from the $20 an hour work to the $30 an hour work to the $50 an hour work, they also can train other people how to do that behind them and it frees you up to do even more higher dollar an hour work, right? So if we're going after time, we have to start to build that it that way, right? Do, you know, if you're in your own business, don't think like an employee thinks, okay? What employees think, they think, how much time did I put in? The way a business owner thinks is, how much did I put into my time? Not how much time I put in. How much am I putting into my time? How much am I getting done? Because what I believe is most salespeople can, can hit their monthly quota in three weeks and not four. And the good news is there's 4.3, uh, I believe it's 4.33 weeks in a, in, in an average month, if you take it over the whole year, that gives you 1.33 of a week to go do it, plus all your weekends, right? So if you are an employee, could you get all that stuff done without earning the right to do it all over again, but earning the right to advance and get paid more and maybe get into the job you love? If you're a business owner, can you put a tighter timeline than what's acceptable onto your business and get those jobs done fast so you can buy time on the back end because that's how I figured out how to take six weeks of vacation a year. I figured that out back in 2014. I had a small company. I took six weeks of vacation that year. You know what happened to my company? It grew. It grew. Why? Because it didn't always need me there, but when it, when it did need me there, I was fully present and recharged from taking the time off and I was ready to go. So are you working up to the standard and expecting exceptional or are you, are you working in an exceptional way looking for growth? That's the key. Work in that exceptional way, look for growth and get leverage. That's going to equate to time. Hey, this is Brian Delaney with Unlock Potential. I've been so thrilled to get to share all of these top tier conversations that have really kind of delivered to you some of the mindset, some of the tools, some of the things that you need and that they have done in order to get to the next level. I wanna invite you to join our Patreon, not to just learn from us, but to grow with us to the next level so that you can learn how to show up in your life at your maximum capacity so that you can make life great for the people around you and you can be your best self. What gives a lot of insurance agents or any salespeople a bad rap is they don't have quality leads. And when you don't have a quality lead, you gotta be a salesperson. Yep. When you have a quality lead, you can just be, you know, you, you can be a consultant. You can kind of really understand, listen to what someone is wanting and needing and just fill that need. And it's pretty simple. Leads, 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 leads. That's what, that's what all salespeople talk about. And it's for a good reason, right? If you're in sales or if you're in business, you know the importance of a good lead, quote unquote, a good lead, right? Um, because you may have worked cold, you may have uh, tried to work cold before, where you're just going to friends and family or just going up to complete strangers. That's how I started in my business and it was all about marketing, 
right? It's all about marketing. So who knows you and who's willing to tell somebody else that they know you in a positive way that's going to grow your business? For me, when I started my construction business, first thing I knew I needed to do was I needed to find a way at the time into the yellow pages, right? Because there was no, there wasn't the internet. And then when the internet came out, I needed to find my way onto there. For what purpose? Because I wanted to work the type of business that everybody wants to work. Not the type of business where I have to explain my credibility, not the type of business where I have to earn the person's trust, but the type of business that every person works toward. That type of business where you have a reputation that precedes you. That type of business that's word of mouth, where you are the guy or you are the woman that their whole family relies on. And so, so therefore this next person should too. That takes time. That takes time. It takes time to build that reputation. It build, takes time to build that referral base. And while most people in sales and business say they work referrals, what they do is they work referrals very inconsistently because they ask for them very inconsistently. So the other alternative leads. Leads kept me from being uninvited to every birthday party and it's a family event where otherwise I would have been talking about my construction business and why these people need my services or my insurance business and why these people need my services or the wedding venue and why these people need to come get married at my wedding venue, right? It's like, if you're always selling, nobody's buying. Nobody's buying because they don't buy you because they don't buy the fact that, that you actually care for them or know what their need is around that. So well, that's something that I found early on in my career with insurance. I was just calling off a list. It wasn't a lead. It was just a cold list of people who loosely met the criteria for my ideal client. And I would call them and I would call them and it's like 90% of people are going to say no. And by the time you get to the 10%, you're in such a financial state that it's really hard to think about the person. You just think about, you, you really just think about your outcome. You think about the thing that you need, not the thing that they need. You're, you're talking about prices. You're not talking about that person's problem. You're, you're talking about product. You're not talking about how this is going to work for them. You're talking about what it is, not what it does. You're in a weird situation. You're really out of a proper relationship because what's a proper relationship for when you're selling your product or service or when you're helping somebody buy that? It's not like this. It's like this. It's you standing shoulder to shoulder with them developing a plan that includes your product or service, that includes, uh, includes your solution that you're bringing to them, that includes you and them, not just you battering them over the head with why they should buy your product and you being worried that your child is going to look at you in the face and you didn't close another sale that day and now you're desperate and dysfunctional trying to make more people do that. And that's why, that's why I say that you treat people like objects, you get objections. It's a mess, right? So what about a good quality lead system? What is a good quality lead? Good quality lead is someone who took an action in order to incite a response. They took an action to incite a response. That's all it is. They took an action because they wanted to know more. They wanted to do more. They weren't happy with their situation. It's hard to know everything, but here's the thing. They took some of their time and they went out of their way to make a request for help. And that's the word you have to hear is help, not sell, help. It's our job to help, to help clarify. What do we need to do that, right? We need to be assumptive, right? When you have a good lead system, you become assumptive. Not assumptive in like, hey, you gotta buy this now for me because you know you need it, but assumptive in the same way 
that the woman at the check stand or the man at the check stand at your uh, grocery store is assumptive. When he's sitting behind that check station, like at the grocery store, when you're scanning things out, just imagine if that person stopped and said, hey, do you really want this steak? Right? How much would you be willing to pay for the steak? Right? If they got really cheesy with sales lines, you would be concerned. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want that steak. Set that aside, please. Take that out of my cart. Do not bag that. That is yours to keep, right? So it's, a lot of times when we're working a good lead system, because we're not assumptive and just run it through and bag it, right? We lose a sale. We oversell, we overexplain rather than doing the things that we need to do, which are over ask and over demonstrate. Over ask and over demonstrate. What do I mean by that? I want to get really familiar with this person. How do I demonstrate? I demonstrate first how this product has worked for me and how it's worked for other clients who are in a similar situation, right? So being assumptive, that's what a good lead system does. I don't ask them, I don't check interest after I have a lead, right? I make an appointment. That's all I do. I just make an appointment. I don't, I'm not asking if they're interested. They have told me they're interested. If I ask them if they're interested again, they're going to say no because they think interested is a bad word now because now they've had to say it twice. And that's, that's such a key thing. So get into that place where you have a good lead system, but don't stop there. The thing you have to do is when you find those clients you like, ask them who else they know who could use somebody like you to help them. If they're not willing to refer anybody, one of two things, either they're painfully shy or more likely you didn't really do the job you thought you did for them and ask them how you can change that. What would need to be true about the job I just did for you in order for you to refer me to your family and friends, the people you truly care about, who you want the best thing done for, what would have had to be true in order for that to happen? Well, I would have liked it if you, uh, game, set, match, now you're winning. You're back to winning again, okay? Get those referrals because now a lead supply, a lead resource with a referral base leaves you with options and you get to pick your clients and you get to go after your specific clients and you get to be more and more precise and more picky, which means you can raise your value in the marketplace you're in. How about let's do that? How about that's the plan? Instead of barely working our leads, get, being, uh, protecting ourselves from no, not getting enough resolution, promising ourselves that we're really gonna work on a referral basis when we're, we really just mean we're gonna bother uh, family members who we feel like we can bother about this stuff and get a sale off of them instead of helping them buy, instead of taking a journey with them over to where they have what they need. And, uh, and, and then when you're in that place, your confidence and your conviction is going to be so high that people who may have otherwise not, not uh, purchased a product from a salesman will buy with you. And that's the key, with you. Thanks again for joining us for this conversation. Head right over to our Patreon for exclusive content, including more from our conversation today. Thank you all for joining our conversations. We're developing this platform for simple, profound tools and techniques that can help you get the best out of your life and more importantly, unlock potential. You can find me across all social platforms at The Brian Delaney and online. Come visit us at thebriandelaney.com.